Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. Hello, this is Curtin, and you're listening to What the Actual Fuck. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck. Hey, what the actual fuckers. Here we are again, you beautiful bastards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're on a bit of a high we are we are um thank you very much once again to jackie and lawrence llewellyn bowen for last week's episode awesome guests absolutely fantastic and gv as peter k would say they were good value yeah gv so we really hope you enjoyed last week's episode um uh let me just introduce the guy who you can hear his voice uh he's the man who loves his fishing he wonders what the real world is like and that's massive bollocks, isn't it? All? all of which is true. Indeed it is. And I expose them all <laughs> at the same time. So while I'm fishing, yeah. pondering what the world is like, I expose my massive bollocks. You do? Yeah. And I can see them right now. I know. You can see the crease right down the trailer. It's like a couple of gala melons. They're fucking massive, them bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you swing one and knock it into the other, it's like one of those pendulum, you know, those desk toys, those office desk toys. Yeah, weren't they called? They're um, pendulum bollocks. No, they're called um, Newton's cradle. Newton's. That's right. They are. Well done. Thank you, you very much. I ding that. Thank you very much. You, how dare you touch my ding ding? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> my ding ling. So we're one minute forty seven into the thing, and we've already talked about massive bollocks and ding dings. Yeah. Okay. Well, we better talk about what we're here to talk about. Yes. Yeah, series two, episode four, the vicar's son. Yes. We are going to delve uh, headfirst into this episode. So this is the second episode we got to watch at the preview screen and back in February. Yes, it was. And it's uh, the second episode on the trot that I think Paul Shahidi shines. Yeah, it's a bit of a man of the match moment, isn't it? It is. He's got some fantastic bits. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can really see them, bollocks. <laughs> Look at the crease. Indeed. So, are we ready to go? Let's go. Okay, everybody. Eyes down. Is everybody sitting comfortably? Then here we go. So we get the usual text, which we're not going to go into, as we don't know. We've done it twice for yeah, this series. So we have. Yeah, we don't need to. So we have Curtin and Kerry watching grumpy old Len and angry Arthur. 
arguing over their wheelie bin. Their bins. Kerry and Curtin switch them over every bin day. So they're watching them from afar while uh, grumpy old Len and angry Arthur are uh, going at it with each other. Now, I found when we <laughs> straight away, this is a great opener because it's bloody funny the way they're arguing. And when Trevor is, he's sublime at this arguing sort he of loves thing, it. isn't he? Yeah. But he, he acts it so well. He really does. Like, you know the line when he goes, when he, <laughs> you don't wash your windows. You don't wash your bloody trousers. <laughs> just really make me, you don't wash your windows. Yeah. And there's also a little, just a little under his breath uh, bit that Curtin goes when he says, Len's a fucking unit. Yeah. Um, now, Arthur is David Hargreaves. Now, you may not recognise the name, but he's one of those actors that has been in everything. Oh, really? He's one of these character actors. Everything from Corrie, Casualty, Bergerac, Woof. Woof? He's had a 56-year career. Wow. But if you check him on IMDb, he's like done over 100 things. But it's Kudos all like stuff where he's he pops in and he's one of those faces. You'd recognise him if you saw like a younger, yeah, yeah, yeah. younger picture of him. He's just one of those actors that is always in everything. I think he's been in Casualty like five times. So we need to see him a bit closer up now than this one, don't we, really? Yeah, he's also in episode six as well. He's Him and Len are having an argument uh, in the yeah, bowls club. Oh, yeah, of course he. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I put on there, you don't wash your windows, you don't wash your bloody trousers. <laughs> you, I love that. It's that line. I, I'm actually thinking I might start using that when I'm having an argument. Yeah. So you're having an argument, like, with your boss at work, and they'll be like, blah, 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 and you're back. Blah, blah, and just say to him, you don't wash your windows. <laughs> <laughs> so Kerry and Curtin are loving this from afar, and they're egging Len on, and then go on, thumping, thumping. Until Len grabs a brick. I know. <laughs> it suddenly takes a dark turn. And yeah. Goes so Kerry and Curtin are running. He's got a brick! Um, or is it, oh, yeah, so they're saying, put the brick down, you fucking psychopath. What, you want a brick in as well? <laughs> so it's a really great cold open. It is cold a great open, open. Cold open yeah. for the show. Uh, and then we get, obviously, this country comes up. Uh, Kerry and Curtin are walking. And they've been uh, summonsed by the vicar. Yes. And they're trying to think what it is that they've... Done wrong. Done wrong. And they keep saying to themselves, well, they haven't, well, they haven't done anything wrong. And then they keep thinking of everything that they might have done wrong, but they've got an excuse for it every time. So, you know, maybe it was the fact that they never gave the change back for the printer paper. Yeah, um, calling commission. <laughs> the bit when they say... <laughs> when they burnt slugs' his nipples... <laughs> On a radiator. Yeah. For science. Yeah. <laughs> for science. But they keep saying that they're in the fucking shit. That's what they keep thinking. That yeah. they, you know, that they always expect the worst, which is the, the something that is just the how they are. They always, especially when they're being summoned or being, um, uh, being what they think is going to be a bollocking. That's and we all think it's going to be something big. We do. Uh, and even when they're in the vicar's office, they both have this body language that they're resigned that they're going to be bollocked and told off um, until the vicar then lays them with the information that the tadpoles and again you know I said about the last episode with the way that the way that Paul talks yeah it's that very soft it's 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 relaxing yeah, think, yeah. And tadpoles spawned and I, I just I can listen to that all the time I love it <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to message Paul again soon and say I, I want I want my like outgoing voicemail message to be I think you should just read the phone book for I you. would love it I would love it A Andrews 
on five five five. The tadpoles spawn in the parish pond are absolutely thriving. <laughs> and there's a split second when you look at Kurt and you expect that it's a so kind of attitude. But then like his face melts, it's beautiful, his face yeah. melts and it's really? And they both are just like so happy that that's happened. Uh, but they both go to leave, and that's when the vicar then goes, ah, but there's something else. And uh, they go back to thinking, then, oh, God, right, okay, what is it? What have we done? Um, and it's that they want, uh, well, he wants them to help them out with tea talk. Yeah, take over tea talk. Yes, suite. so with Florence. Um, both Kerry and Curtin are unimpressed. Curtin's fishing, he can't do it, and he's he said all the chat spouted at tea talk is 99% unfiltered guff. <laughs> what a word. I love that guff, word, guff. Yeah. Yeah. Always used to be known, yeah, it's just a good old word for fart, isn't yes. it? Yes. Who guffed? Yeah, who guffed? So the vicar then, we go to his uh, to the camera, don't we? I think. He's yes, talking and he, to he, the exp- camera. he explains about tea talk, saying that uh, tea talk and older people like to talk a lot. <laughs> uh, and goes over for a chat for a cup of tea and a cup of tea and slash cake. Nah, Sally. <laughs> now, when Sally. he's talking there, yeah. did you notice what was on the background poster? Um, I don't know whether this is intentional. Go on then. Steam Fair poster. Oh, right. Okay. Which I thought, okay, the next episode, obviously, is Steam Fair. Okay. Is that intentional or not? Oh, I don't know, because isn't this isn't it in Steam Fair where there is a poster in the background for somebody is missing? And it's supposed to be, you know, there's that, that person walking around where the sheep are with, like, a red oh, jacket yeah, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's, a, like, a link... Okay. In the background as well. I love things like that. Yeah, yeah. If you look at... Have you seen the, the last Peter Kay's car share yet? Not all of it, no. Look at how many well, shop, the, oh, shop signs... But they've done and, that all through the yeah, series, but, haven't they? But they did loads on the, that last episode. Right. Some really, really clever ones and some really ones that you wouldn't look at unless you, were, you yeah, knew you that were you looking. had to look at them. But I love all that kind of Some stuff. Some of them are really the funny. Background. And it's yeah. like the adverts on the radio as well. If you listen carefully, yeah. they're really funny. Yeah, yeah. But he uh, did that before, didn't he, with um, Phoenix Nights, Chorley FM coming in your ears. Yeah. It's not like he hasn't done it before, but he's, he, he seems to it's really... It's a bit more subtle this time. But he seems to really go to town. Mm. It was subtle, but there was loads of it, yeah. if that makes sense. Uh, so uh, we're at the Vic's office, and Vic has to bribe or pay Kerry to do it. So he says he'll give him... Give him Give her five pounds. Kerry wants 20. Vic says 10. Kerry goes 15. Vic then lays it with the, I shouldn't have to be paying you at all. She goes, 10 is fine. <laughs> but see, there is a little bit of a thing about everything seems to be like standalone episodes. Because if you look at the last episode, Kerry had the vicar over a barrel. And it seems like that's now gone. gone. Yeah. There isn't like a follow on to that, that, that the vicar would sort of go, oh, I'll give you what you want. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. They well, I suppose they are like because there's there's no real thread through each episode, is there? No, that's Throughout what I'm saying. The series, they are standalone. Yeah, it wouldn't matter if you picked up the series and watched episode one of series one and then episode six. I suppose. If, no, there's no real follow through. No, there's no narrative. If anything, through, probably the only only one that is is the first episode of series two, where they're talking about. Curtain not going to Swindon GMBQ. College, and I suppose yeah. the bit of minor injuries where you see Soph. Yeah, 
Yeah. I suppose there's little bits, but it's not... Uh, no, there's no storyline narrative, is there? No, through it? no. Uh, so Curtin says, oh, what makes you so busy anyway? Busy B. And it's almost a little bit like the two of them are ganging up on, on the vicar a little bit. On Vic. Yeah, because they go, oh, busy B, yeah, yeah, busy B. Sort of like taking the piss out of him a little bit. Um, but then he talks about his son. And Curtin is very puzzled and says, you don't have a son, do you? Yeah. Um, talk, and he said, I talk about him all the time, Jacob. <laughs> this made me chuckle. And then Kerry goes, I thought that was your dog. <laughs> and the curtain straight away goes, yeah, so did I. And the vicar says, yeah, his son is coming to stay with uh, with the vicar, living in Bristol since leaving uni. Um, so, yeah, talking a little bit sort of later on when the vic talks about the, the problems that Jacob mm. has had, is this something that, that vicars do? Do they have like a, a, a normal house somewhere else and then... Where they're, where they're, where they're, I think they're, some do, yeah. So where like, their wife would live and stuff? But they may have had a house. So if they were living in Bristol, he might have still had a parish, but there might not have been a vicarage to the church. Right. So he had his own house. But then quite often a lot of the rural villages or the rural churches often have a vicarage with the church. So when they become the, you know, the, the, the vicar to that parish, they then get the... So you're only basically loaning. It's only a loan. You don't own the house. Wow. I didn't know you knew all this religious stuff, Neil. Well, I went to university to study theology. Oh, right. Is that like the study of Theo Walcott? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Theo Roosevelt. Who? No, Theodore Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Whatever you... Yeah, never mind. Move on. Um, so the vicar and Jacob then have a little talking heads together and he's going, I'm re- I've am i really missed him. Jacob looks, like, J- Jacob looks like he just doesn't want to be there. No. He looks very uncomfortable with the whole thing about getting praise from his dad, about just being in front of a camera, just the whole thing. And I'll tell you what as well, if you when you see Jacob for the first time, it's great casting when he's next to Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the vicar, I should say. Geron Howell. Is the actor's name or Jaron Howell? I will try and get him on here at some stage. Uh, we 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 will definitely try. Um, he doesn't seem to like the affection from his dad. He seems to like push away a little bit when mm. his dad's put his arm around him. Um, and then Jacob equates the village to like being in the Wicker Man. Um, and Vic, the way he sort of, it sounds, he looks very sort of David Brentish. Mm. You know, sort of unfair. That's a bit unfair. A bit harsh. Um, but a totally uneasy and uncomfortable scene I put on that. He just... Plays it beautifully. Again. Plays it beautifully because there's a lot more going on than what we actually see. Yeah. You know, you don't, you're not aware of the troubles. No, yet. but you're also in regards to their relationship together, the stuff that Jacob is obviously going through and just the whole thing, there's more stuff to be uncovered mm. about that. Um, Kerry then is off to see Florence... And uh, I've got a little clip of this one. Okay. There we go. There's a reason no one wants to talk to these old fuckers. Because they're fucking boring. (laughs) (laughs) So she really is not impressed. (laughs) Um, Just play that again. She sounds really angry. There's a reason no one wants to talk to these old fuckers. Because they're fucking boring. (laughs) (laughs) did not she? (laughs) She's probably annoyed. She does. Um, Well, she just doesn't want to waste her time. No. And so she does this thing where she's going to give... Florence, five seconds after she knocks on the door, and uh, this, if Florence, this is quite comedy, guy yeah. This, if Florence it? doesn't open the door, then fuck it, that's it. She's just going to go. So after she, she goes one, two, three, and then the Florence door, opens so. the door. <laughs> Kerry is totally unimpressed um, as Florence invites her in for tea talk. 
Uh, then we get under curtain and the fishing. He's got his, he does a little bit of a like a voiceover. He's got his rods out, his lines in, and now it's just a waiting game, really. Um, uh, and then Vicar and uh, Jacob are walking up the path, up the path, or, yeah. and we get this bit of gold. No, what's he wearing them trousers for? Christ, I can see, I can see the crease between his bollocks. Fucking huge, them bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so Jacob meets Curtin. Uh, Curtin offers that he can, you know, they can stay if they want. He's got some seats. Uh, Vicar has things to do, and uh, and and leaves Jacob there. Now, it did, it did look to me a little bit like it didn't take much for the vicar to palm Jacob off. I, I well, I thought of this the first time I watched. It. I thought, well, hang on, he's just got rid of his son. Yeah, yeah. Only just seen him again, and off his shit. But I think it's due to the age. Somebody of Jacob's own age. Right, so you think he did it more for Jacob. Jacob, right, maybe Curtin will help. He knows that Curtin's not really a drink drug addict. I actually, I actually think that, that from like especially with what Jacob says a little bit later on, I don't think the vicar does anything with an ulterior motive. I think everything he does is for a good reason. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's got no... I think the only time... Anything like that was when he asked Kerry to lie. Yeah. In the last episode. But even that was without malice, wasn't it? He was yeah. trying to do good, but obviously he could get himself into trouble for doing good. Yeah, yeah. Um So anyway, uh, Jacob uh said so looks the the look on Jacob's face was like, you know, this is what what my life has become now. I'm mm. just I'm sat in this near a pond. Yeah, fishing. Just watching a float in the water yeah. or whatever. In a Wicker Man village, fishing yeah. <laughs> instead of the city bright lights and taking drugs. He sort of realises that that's what happened. Um, so Curtin's asking that he's never been fishing before. Uh, and he says, yeah, it's, this is all mental. Looking at Curtin's kit and Curtin goes, yeah, it's a fishing rod. <laughs> Which I thought was a lovely little, lovely little note. Uh, so we're at Florence's now. So Florence, uh, so Carrie's got a cup of tea already, but looks really bored. Looks bored. There's this uncomfortable silence, um, and then Florence hits her with it. Says, "You don't have to talk. You can watch TV if you yeah. want." And then a little, bu- a little bell goes off in in Carrie's uh, mind. There, really, she says. Uh, and then there's that realization that this could actually be quite fun. Quite a cushy number. Quite a cushy number. Uh, so um, Florence asks her if she wants biscuits with a tea or scones. Scones? Scones? I'm going to say scones. Either or either. Uh, and Kerry just goes, both? Yeah, it's that both. Yeah, and Florence puts the TV on, Kerry settles back, gets relaxed and drinks her tea. We assume tea. Well, I'm sure it is tea. What do you think Florence is going to be giving her? Latte. <laughs> A flat white? <laughs> yeah, cappuccino. <laughs> Frappuccino. Yeah. Especially, yeah, especially <laughs> in those bloody rural towns. So uh, we're back to the fishing. Curtin asks, how long is Jacob staying? Jacob says he's not sure a while. Uh, and it doesn't usually work out with his dad because he's just too nice. He doesn't know what a real world is like. And um, this is when Curtin asks that, or sort of agrees. Yeah. And then innocently, what is the real world actually like? So he's like, like really wanting to know, isn't he? Yeah. And this is that, where his naivety comes it's in. It's that thing of that... That innocence. And it's like when it's like he's met an astronaut yeah. that has gone to the moon. Somebody from the big... Bit, actually, probably a bit like when we were younger and you met somebody that lived in London. Yeah. You're like, oh, what's that like? Exactly. It's where he goes, you know, what's the world actually like? You're Bristol and that fast and 
cars. It's <laughs> like he's never seen a car before. No. <laughs> um, but it's that small village mentality. It's that thing that you know, they to them the bright lights is Stroud. Well, yeah. Well, as we said in a previous episode about getting a flattened Stroud near where he works. Exactly. Yeah. So Jacob says that he uh, he used to live with a guy called Chief who walked around with his cock and bollocks out. Uh, and then his dad came round and all the time was sweating bullets and not acknowledging that he had his cock and bollocks out. And then he actually fainted. <laughs> um, but then that's just, that's the vicar, isn't it? That's the vicar. Well, to be fair, I wouldn't be particularly happy <laughs> no. if I went round to somebody's house and they were a naturist. I don't think first. I would faint, but I, I wouldn't be comfortable. Yeah, but, yeah, you'd be like, where do I look? Yeah. So Especially could... if like, it was a Mr. and Mrs., and you're sat in the room with a couple of natures. Well, you're having the conversation. It's like you wouldn't know which one to look at, would you? Yeah, but usually not being horrible. Natures aren't usually great, are they? Well, that's a bit judgmental. No, I'm not. Ju- I'm just saying. With all the footage I've ever seen of naturists, really? Yeah, when you see it on You've TV, seen lots of footage of naturists. Not lots, but you see bits here and there, don't you, on TV? Really? And it's always saggy. I said that really sad. He did. Oh, sorry. Well, it is sad when you see oh. it. Like that. Yeah, we're back to <laughs> we're back to uh, the vicar's dad, uh, Jacob's dad, the vicar at the Slipknot concert. Uh, yes, right. Yeah. So first of all, Curtin asks if he fancies a beer. Uh, you sort of get a clue because he's a little yeah. bit apprehensive to start with, and then goes, "Oh yeah, go on then." Uh, and then we get the story of uh, of the vicar uh, took. Jacob, when he was 13 years old, to his first concert, his Slipknot concert, <laughs> to get into the mosh pit, get the best view. The music started, jumping on him, bottles of piss poured all over him. St. John's Ambulance got involved uh, with gas and air, dragged him out. And you can just picture the vicar in the mosh pit. At the Slipknot concert yeah. with all that stuff going with on. With all those masks and everything. Yeah, so we're back at Florence's and uh, Kerry is now eating and watching TV. Now, if you listen really carefully, I didn't get the... I don't think I got the... No, I didn't get the uh, thing for that. But they mentioned Sirencester. Oh, did they? Yeah, I was trying to f- hear what in what context. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't... were sort of, they were saying, it was like a TV programme, and it was saying, so from Sirencester, it's goodbye. But I don't know what programme it was. Maybe somebody who can hear it a bit clearer yeah. than me. But it they wasn't our friend Nibsy, was it? It might well have been. It might have been. Uh, so Florence says that she has to get her supper ready. Kerris asking what it is, and oh, I'll just have steak and chips. So obviously she's got a pretty good pension, then, isn't she? If she's on steak and chips, living alone. Yeah. Bloody hell. Either that or she's got a few cows tucked out the back. Well, I doubt that. It's like the Wicker Man, you know. Oh, uh, the bees, the bees. <laughs> um, so she says to Kerry, well, you, you better get back or you'll miss your supper. She goes, oh, I don't have any supper. And doesn't your mum cook for you then? She says, no, I'll see what's in the bin, which isn't a nice thing. No, uh, it's not. So she gets the offer of staying for supper. And um, that's fine. And then do you want a hand? No, it's okay. Simpsons are on next. So she continues to eat what she's eating. And Oakley Doakley, she says, yeah. which is, of course, is... Ned Flanders. It is. Kerry is in heaven. Um, Food heaven. Then Kerry's back at home uh, and she shouts up and asks her mum, what time should we do in tea? And she says, you've only just had your honey nut clusters. <laughs> yeah, See, everything's so specific, isn't it? This, right there. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's like when you you look at a funny line, something like honey nut clusters shouldn't be funny. But because it's so specific, yeah. that's what makes it funny. It could easily say, we've well, just had your breakfast. But I think it could have been just as funny if she said Cocoa Pops. 
I don't know. It's it's almost like the uh, the flow of it, honey nut clusters. Yeah. I think it, yeah. it makes it funny because it's you wouldn't expect it. No, no. Cocoa pops you probably expect Kerry to eat. Yeah. Honey nut clusters. Honey nut clusters. No. Um, but she's still asking, what will we have for tea? And then she says, "Mate, Carol dropped off some vegan food at a vegan food festival and got a local um, a load of fafafel." Now I've got this. I think I've got this. Somewhere. Here we go. Don't You mean falafel soup? What the fuck is falafel? Oh, it's mushed up chickpeas. What chickpeas? Uh, peas that taste like shit, basically. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, so Curtin is, is hanging out of his ass because Jacob and Curtin had a good time the night before. They got battered, then stood on a bridge pissing on cars. And uh, Kerry goes, oh, I want to piss on cars. Yeah, it's that real innocence to it. <laughs> then we get more stories about Vic, uh, Christian boy band in the 80s, the nice guys, and he was the lead singer and amazingly had hair. Yeah. Well, it suits him as well. <laughs> it, it does suit him. Indeed it does. Indeed it does. And the picture that we see well, a little bit later on, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Yeah. Uh, Kerry's back at Florence enjoying a meal and... Uh, and Florence says to her, you know, I'm not going to let you go hungry. And she has that look on her face like she's this poor... The cat that's got the cream. Indeed, indeed. And talking of cats, nice little segue there, young man. Yes. Uh, Tudor the cat. The cat had died recently. And there's a massive urn with the cat's ashes. Now, as soon as she picks it up... Well, when we saw it at the preview, every well, we saw it first, obviously, with quite a crowd, but with the, a yeah. huge crowd... Everybody took an intake. And they knew what they... Well, they, they thought they knew what was going to happen. But she says this. Feel the weight of that. Feel the weight of that, honestly. It's how fucking big you are. Ate himself into physical decay. That's how I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it is that... It almost is too obvious. Well, it's a setup, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's a... You know, when, now you know it. It's quite a... It's, Quite an obvious setup, yeah. But then when she's talking, uh, she accidentally knocks a picture of uh, Tudor off the uh, shelf, off the mantelpiece, smashes it, and then just grabs all the bits and puts it in a drawer. Uh, back to Vic's office. Vic can now say, well, Vic now says that he can take the tea talk back over from Kerry. Didn't wasn't uh, there a little uh, like voice thing with um, Florence when she says, "Oh, Kerry gets very jealous about Tudor." Was that on? Oh, yeah. yes, it was. Yeah, and then sorry. she goes, if I even talk about Tudor, she gets really jealous. That's right. Yeah, apologies. Yeah, I missed that bit. I'm sorry. Well done, Neil. That's what I mean. Back at Vic's office, Vic says that you can now take over tea talk uh, from Kerry. Kerry says, no, it's okay. It's fine. Um, I'm quite happy to, to do it. Um, Vic, as always, only sees the good and gives Kerry props for, his, for her work, saying, yeah. you know, she's done really well. Um and then Kerry sort of turns a little bit and says, well, why are you trying to take this away from me? I'm helping her out. You know, she'll lose her shit if it isn't for me. <laughs> uh, Curtin comes in and Vicar says how much Jacob has enjoyed the time with Curtin. Uh, Curtin's going fishing again, um, going down the keepers for a few pints. And we sort of got the night all planned. Uh, but the Vicar then lets them know about uh, Jacob's problems with drink and drugs. Mm. Curtin then says, well, I wish you'd said something earlier. 
vicar sort of, why? Yeah. Kurt says, well, no reason. But the vicar actually does go, well, yes, yeah, sorry. And to be fair, thinking about it, you'd think that he would... He obviously trusts Kerry and Curtin. You'd think that he would sort of trust them with that information. Earlier, yeah. Yeah, rather than just not saying anything, whether or not it's a pride thing Could be. For Could him. be, isn't it? Um, but he's always nice. He's always, he's always has to apologise and... Uh, so then a little talking head with the vicar uh, saying that there have been problems with Jacob with addiction issues, uh, with drinking heroin. I mean, that then typical sort of very English, you know, which causes a lot of bother. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's a it's a, a massive thing, but it causes a lot of bother, which is a very British kind of attitude to it. Um, but he had a debt with a guy called Sketchy. Yeah. And uh, they had to remortgage the cottage to bail him out. Just a little bit of bother to have to remortgage li- yeah. the cottage. But that's where I asked the question of, like, that obviously isn't where they're living, or, or is that where they're living now? Well, I'm trying to think back at... Because if, if, if they've got their when own I was vicarage, younger, the, the vicar we... they wouldn't own that house, would they? No. The vicar that I knew when I was younger had mm. a had the vicarage, and then he had a what he called his holiday cottage on the down south Did you somewhere. go and see his holiday cottage? No. <laughs> he was married, the vicar. Okay. Mm. 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 Uh, right, so uh, Curtin is then shocked, uh, but he said that he did, that Jacob did try and smoke his hemp seed he used as grind bait for fishing. <laughs> he said it's a clear sign. Um, Curtin's on the internet and then finds a photo of the nice guys, which is actually... It's uh, Paul Shahidi, obviously, with hair. Yeah. And Mr. Mister. It is Mr. Mister, isn't it? Oh, two of them, anyway. Yeah. Two of them from Mr. Mister. And I did check. I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, it's definitely Mr. Mister. Broken Wings and yeah. Kiri. Kiri, what's that? I, I had their album, actually. Did you? Welcome to the Real World, it was called. Ah, I think I just had the single Kiri. That's a good, great song. Isn't great it? song. And Bro- Broken Wings was yeah. a great song. Yeah. Very 80s. The same Didn't they do a soundtrack for a movie, Mr. Oh, or a song? Know. I don't know. They might have done. Uh, so we're back fishing, and Jacob confesses to Curtin. Curtin's playing it cool, and uh, Jacob says thanks, and Curtin's not saying anything, and, and Jacob's going to just stay on the water. And uh, then we're back to Florence. Um, this this episode does sort of speed along quite, it does. quite quick. Quite... I know there's there's two separate storylines, but they it's very Intercut very very quickly, don't they? Yeah, they're very short little scenes between the two of them. Mm. Uh, but Florence, this is one scene that does go on for a while. Well, we used this clip. We're very in the bowl of pudding, didn't we? we on did. our live show, we did. Um, but she is absolutely devouring that pudding, and it looks like a really like a spotted dick or something like oh. that. But with custard, you can't <gasps> be that. Oh. Uh, but she says she has to go and says to Florence, shall I see you? Florence says, shall I see you tomorrow? And she says, yeah. Then we have the classic Scorsese all-in-one-take um, steadicam yeah. shot. It's a great shot. Like Goodfellas. And fair play to, to Daisy because, you know, you wouldn't want a camera stuck up your ass no. for a couple of minutes while you're walking up some stairs, over a road, up some more steps, but it's all one... one... Bearing in mind she was pregnant Exactly, as well. yeah. But all one scene. So from her eating in Florence's house, over the road, into the other house, asking mum where the dinner is, taking the dinner out, putting the TV on, and then start eating it. And then if you notice, what Florence asked her to stay to watch TV because Spring Watch is on. Yeah. What, what does she put on TV? Exactly. Spring Watch. Um... 
and she's having it looked like it was sausages, sausages, waffles, and beans. So staple, hearty tea. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Arctic roll for pud. Oh. It's like it's, it's like a what you would have coming home from school or coming yeah. home when you live with your parents. Absolutely, that, that kind of like you say classic. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's oh, Arctic roll. I haven't had that for so long. I know. They still I sell know. it. They I must mean, yeah, do. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah. I have to get so one we're them. back to the fishing, and Jacob now is obviously off his tits. You can yeah. sort of see that. <laughs> yeah. Curtin's not aware to start with, um, and Jacob's getting very enthusiastic about nature and fishing, um, and then Curtin sort of cottons on while Jacob is on this hyper sort of rant, and uh, we get this. Have you, you taken something? Yeah, mate, yeah. yeah. It's a pill, it's isn't it? It's a pill, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is a pill, yeah. Yeah. And you're definitely not interested in your fishing anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's completely wired. Yeah. So then um, he asks Curtin, you know, yeah, can we can we pack up? And uh, Curtin says, yeah. And he just says, just start running off. So Curtin has to go and follow him <laughs> and tells the camera crew to just watch his stuff. Now, that lake's so Cerny. Oh, is it? Yeah. All oh, right, okay. You know that area particularly well. Well, it's, I, I mean, I may live around there. You see, yeah. Is, is that the area that's normally done for dogging? Uh, I, I didn't know Sarasani was done for dogging. I don't know. I thought that's what you told me. No. That, was that, that particular lake. I'll, t- I'll show you later. Then <laughs> <laughs> was massive then bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're back at Kerry's house. And uh, Curtin says that Jacob got wrecked again last night and wandered off and came back with a homeless guy. Uh, wanted to him come back to his nans to give him a bath. Yeah, that's funny, though. Uh, so he's a total liability. Uh, they had a fight, got chucked out of the fishing club. So it, obviously everything's going not going very well at all. Then Sue calls down yes. uh, to Kerry. He said, I had a call from the vicar saying from Florence that I'm starving you. Florence making she says that Florence is making it up making it up for attention uh, and then we get this and you've been having double dinner just not your bloody father go around do your business get up and go around to that self-protection snuffling for a slop <laughs> <laughs> that's what they should have called the episode what snuffling for slops yeah I think that's a great title so Kerry has this this priceless look on her face of like a five-year-old that's been caught with like your mum's um, makeup all over your face or stuff, yeah. you know. And Curtin then is, is that what you've been doing in the evening? You told me you've been running in the evenings. <laughs> uh, that's not what you've been doing, is it? And then Kerry's look is just genius again. It is just she's got a brilliant look, hasn't she? It's just fantastic. Does, it just yeah. says everything. It really does. Um, so then we get some text. We get some blurb. Here we go. Cuts to public health funding have been sh- uh, have seen sharp rises in the levels of obesity, alcohol dependence, and drug addiction in the UK. In rural communities, these problems are often worsened by a lack of support services within the local area. So while these are also very funny, they're also very educational. They are indeed. Uh, so Curtin's at the bus stop. Uh, Curtin doesn't want to tell Vic about Jacob. Uh, saying that he should just stay out of it. Vic's so far in his dream world, he's dancing with a minotaur on a cruise ship heading straight for, you know, he's about to say denial. Uh, and you can keep hearing this beep, beep, beep going on. Yeah. Uh, and he checks it out, and it's uh, a pissed-up Jacob standing in front of a car with them in the marketplace. Jacob's holding a carrier bag full of beer, uh, tries to kick a bin, 
So uh, while Curtin is helping him, obviously. Now, <clears throat> in the background, you sort of see people. Now, I don't know whether they're extras or just people that live around North Leitrim's films. But they're genuinely staring as if something's going on. Like so, when the cars beep beeping, the guy genuinely looks pissed off. Right. Have a look next time you see it. If you see it in there, he doesn't look like an actor just beeping. He looks genuinely pissed off. So but I wonder it, if they went a little bit gorilla for that. I don't know. Would they have? Well, it's something you could do, isn't it? Well, I suppose. I suppose to get that sort of reaction of people staring. Yeah. To make it look natural. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Maybe. Um. Or oh, that guy in the car is a really good actor. Wouldn't take it away from him if he if he is. No. Because he would be if that was the case. Yeah. So Curtin calls the vicar and the vicar comes to get Jacob. Um, and then the vicar and Curtin together. Uh, vicar admits to being in denial and Curtin says, oh, don't be harsh on yourself. And this is this is where Paul Shahidi shines. And Charlie. Yeah, they both do. I mean, Paul looks, he, well, he's got tears in his yeah. eyes. Yeah, he says, I feel like being harsh on myself. Uh, and then it's just showing Curtin and the vicar helping Jacob off the street. Curtin puts his arm around Vicar, and Vic thanks Curtin for being a friend. Oh, dear. Thank you, Curtin. Thank you for being a friend to me and a friend to Jacob. It's a pleasure. That's what I do. And thank you for whatever it is you do. Because I still don't really know. (laughs) Were you really chilled listening to that? I was chilled. I nearly fell asleep. It was so relaxing. (laughs) So relaxing. Um, so then Curtin has put, puts his arm around and says, come on, let's have a cup of tea and some biscuits. And figure, oh, yes, thank you. Uh, it's really sweet. And let's moment. get you inside out of the rain. And I'd, I'd actually put very sweet. It is really sweet yeah, moment. And Paul was excellent at that moment. Uh, so Kerry, uh, for a punishment, it looks like she's been told she's got to wash the steps. I know. And she's looking Just, down I didn't in the know dumps. anybody still did that. No, it's the sort of thing my gran did when I was little. I don't I don't see anybody washing their front no. door steps anymore. Um and she sees Florence and she says, One minute you're close, then the next minute strangers in the night. Nothing much changes except you're more hungry. Uh, and then we get the thrice chips. Yeah. I reckon she's gonna be cooking her thrice cooked chips tonight. They're not cooked once and they're not cooked twice, they're cooked thrice. Those days are in the past now, I <laughs> Now, I've seen thrice-cooked chips for really? sale. Have you... Thrice-cooked chips for sale? Yeah, as in oven chips that well, say... Well, you just... Don't you just get normal chips and just cook yeah, but, them thrice? No, but oven chips are already cooked, aren't they? And you're just heating them up. Right. So they've been... Do you, do you not have oven chips? Are you got a chip fryer? Yeah, no, I, I, I am common enough to have oven right, chips. Okay. Yes, thank you. Well, I didn't know. You might have Look had... at me. Of course I've had oven chips. Well, so they're already cooked. So they've already been cooked thrice, and you're just warming them through. So they've been. Does that mean they're cooked for rice? Then no, because they're not fried. They've already been fried, and you're for, no. But you're saying that they've already they've been cooked thrice. Yeah, in the, so in, the, in cooking, the deep fat fryer, right? But then you're you're cooking them in the oven. No, you're warming them. So through. That means it's for rice. They've been cooked. Oh, you're confusing me now. No, you're warming it. Aren't you? I don't know. I'll ask them. Findus? Who else? Don't, they don't do oven chips, do they? Who does? McCain's. 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 Send us a year's so, supply of thrice-cooked thrice cooked chips. Just so we can see what they're like. Because does that mean sure. they've been cooked twice, and then they put them in the bag, and then you cook them the, the thrice time? Well, my principle would be on this, where we're going to deep discussion about thrice-cooked chips, is the cooking of chips is in the deep-fat fryer. Right. So they've been thrice-cooked in the deep-fat fryer. 
all you're doing the, then is when they're frozen is warming them up. You're not really cooking. Them. Of course you are. They're frozen for Christ's sake. But they're not raw. Well, they are. No, they're not. But... Oven chips aren't raw. They've already been right, cooked. Then, and then take, you take one out of a packet and eat it without no, cooking it. No, because it's frozen. Well, that still doesn't mean... But it's they're... not raw. It's, it's already been cooked, but frozen. Anyway. <laughs> like frozen roast potatoes. Let's not go down that route. Go- goose fat. <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> Character out of Top Gun. <laughs> I'd probably be Top Gun too. Yeah, he's let himself go. Yeah. <laughs> he's, not, he's not dead. He's just sat in an armchair. Yeah, just that load of fried chicken. Oi, goose fat! <laughs> I feel the need, the need for another KFC, yeah. another bucket <laughs> with fried <laughs> cooked chips. <laughs> bring, bring me another bucket. Yeah, he won't be playing bloody volleyball. No, he very homoerotic, wasn't it? Mm. Well, well we so. digress. Anyway, so the final scene is uh, Vic's office and the nice guys. Look of amazement from Kerry and Curtin as Vic starts to play it and he starts getting into it. So he's singing yeah. along to it, reliving his past. Um, and then with the immortal line, as the song's playing, wait, here comes the, the flute, flute solo. And then the song, uh, and that's the episode. That is the episode. It's a great episode, actually. Moves at a very... Uh, swift pace it does and it's the episode along with the first episode that i've seen the most just and it always will be because we saw it twice at the uh the the uh, preview screening but it's up there it's up there with the great it really is um because you've got jacob great performance from him as the young drifter both kerry and curtain they're really on top aren't they in this series, and especially in that episode, they're both up to their little antics. It's nice that they both got side stories and where they connect. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so we've got to uh, put a call out again for people's favourite bits. Uh, so we have Neil Studd. says, Hello, Neil. Hello, Neil. Uh, both of my favourite moments are from one of the deleted scenes. Okay. When we hear Carrie has let herself into Florence's house through the upstairs bathroom window, and when Carrie says she's not just eating the food, she's critiquing it so that Florence can be a better chef. And Curtin's follow-up comment about Carrie being like a pedal bin. <laughs> That's nice. Laura Bourne. Ah, hello, Laura. Hello, Laura. This is a brilliant episode full of so many brilliant bits, but for me, it's all about that song at the end. The look on Kerry's face when she realises it's the vicar singing, and then the words to the song over the credits are perfection. He's just a nice guy. He is. It is uh, quite a catchy song. It is. Brian Flynn uh, sort of reiterates that with Here Comes the Flute Solo. Yeah. Adam John Lennick. Says, my favourite moment of episode four, The Vicar's Son, is the sheer look of embarrassment on Kerry's face that she can't even make eye contact with Curtin as her mum is shouting down to her about having double dinners. And Curtin's line, you told me you've been running each night, Care. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, she really does look... Well... It's a great... She's caught, isn't she? Yeah, she, she's she's, she's red-handedly caught. Yeah. Uh, Sean Robbins... Ah, yeah. Hello, Sean. Hello, Sean. Uh, said, I feel really sad when Curtin is talking to Jacob about what it's like to live in a real city. Bristol is only, Bristol is only about 480,000, which is similar to Kansas City. And I would hardly consider Kansas City a big city. But when you're in a town the size of Curtin's, anything bigger is huge. Well, that's just what we were saying. It's that it small really town is. mentality, mm. um, thinking that bright lights... The grass is always greener. Well, I mean, Sean's American, and in America, I visited a um, a town in West Virginia, 
And so was it near the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia? Well, we, we went through the Blue Ridge well Mountains. Done. So we were chatting to somebody, and they have never seen the sea in real life, only on telly. They, all these people that were in this pub had never, they, they'd never left where they lived, really. You should take them to Western. Well, not from West Virginia. It's quite oh, a right. journey. It is. Uh, on Instagram, Mrs. Underscore Mech. Now, she sent us a whole raft oh. of uh, of quotes that she loved. Uh, and to be honest, I haven't got enough ink in my printer to print them all off. So I've only printed two or three. Uh, some of her favourites were, she, she, actually, she actually says, there were so many, snuffling for slops, rushing back for second dinners while watching Spring Watch, Len, do you want a brick in two? Uh, the chat that gets spouted out at Tea Talk is 99% utter guff. Mm. And she also, she literally wrote the entire script out. So thank you very much for all of those messages. Yeah, um, it sounds like that was her favourite episode. That's, then. that's, a, that's uh, the first time we've had Mrs. Underscore Mech. Well, hello, Instagram. Mrs. Hello, Mrs. Underscore Mech. And uh, you've got yourself a nice shout out there. Uh, so that's it. Nicely that's it. done. So we've now got two episodes left. Have we not got a little taster of the song? Uh, I haven't got it with me now. Oh, you had to ask for something that I haven't bloody got, didn't you? Oh, I'm sorry, Pat. Hey, you goddamn pain well, in go the Go and ass. Google it and find it yourself. Yeah, if you're Th- thanks for that, Neil. Thanks for <laughs> mentioning that. I got all the stuff sorted. I haven't got that. You and your massive bollocks. One job. Anyway, you can subscribe to the podcast. Please come and subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to this on iTunes. And please... Uh, even if you don't leave us a review, leave us a nice rating. A rating, just click on those five stars. That would be wonderful. Um, but if you can, leave us a nice review. We'd love it. We'd love to read the reviews. There's been really mm. nice reviews on there. And it also helps people to find out about the podcast, which then in turn helps people to find out about the actual show, this country. And that's what we want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WTAF This Country. If you'd like to email us with anything, maybe your best parts of episode five, which is Steam Fair, uh, just email WTAF This Country at hotmail.com. For all of our other podcasts, our back catalogues of podcasts, and the Pancast show that we do every Thursday, um, if you go to Pancast www.pancast.co.uk that's where all of our other stuff is and if you want to some great interviews there we've got some fantastic stuff uh, and also if you want to help support the podcast uh, you will be hearing uh, one of the people that very kindly donate $15 a month um, will be on the uh, uh, hopefully episode 6 of the series if you want to donate that amount of money you can be a guest on the podcast and uh, Paul Carpenter will be uh, joining us in a couple of weeks' time. So thank you very much, Paul. So thank you very much, Paul. Um, it would be very nice to be able to welcome him to the shed. I mean, if you can't get here, you can... We'll do it by Skype. You know, that's for the, the, the top amount of $15. It's in dollars because it's an American website. We have to stress that. I know that a few people have looked at it and thought, well, maybe this is dodgy because it's a an American website. But unfortunately, it's the, the only way of doing it. Well, there but, isn't a British equivalent no, at the moment. No, but, but it, does, it really does help out with the running the, costs, the, the running costs of, uh, of this podcast, uh, paying for hosting and uh, just all, all the bits and pieces that... Uh, you have to pay for it. So for everybody that has already uh, helped us out, thank you ever so much. Thank um, you. And just go to patreon.com forward slash WTAF 
And uh, just for as little as $5 a month, you can get uh, an signed autographed um, postcard from one of your favorite members of uh, the cast. Uh, or for $15, like I say, you can get every single one of the postcards. I think there's seven altogether. Uh, and including a visit onto the podcast. Yes, it'd be lovely to have you here. So that's it. That's it for this episode, Neil. Well, thank you very much, pal. So uh, it just says for me to just say to you, Neil, look after those big bollocks. Big plums. Because they're fucking huge, them yeah. bollocks. And um, that's it for this episode. So for Pavo and Neil on Pancast Productions, it's time to say those immortal words. <laughs> I don't know why I'm stretching this out. <laughs> I just want some thrice-cooked chips. That's yeah, what I want. We want thrice-cooked chips. Go get plumbed, you fuckers! Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Fucking huge, Zembolux. Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, <laughs> Top 10 swear words, yes. Top 10 breakfast foods, yum, yum. anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything Podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal.